Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. can get out of this this hole because you're basically in a hole what I would love for you to be able to do in your process would be to go well what is the mirror here what am I learning about my habits and you know my mental makeup around this new experience And I certainly hope you weren't trying to drive or write a book with these contact lenses because that would be a big mistake. No, not at all. Um, So, you know, like you go for therapy and the therapist, you start talking or maybe it's even the cranial, but maybe not so much. And part of it is getting out of your comfort zone. You know, and yes, things are really different, but it's supposed to be moving you in a direction um, of much more open, an open system. Maybe we should talk about that for a minute. So eye care is based, eye care is basically a closed system. And what is a closed system? A closed system means I do the same thing every day. I get up, I have my coffee, you know, I have my whatever for breakfast, my donut. I go to the office, I come home. And so there's very little movement away from the status quo. You're basically, that's why we call it a closed system. And closed systems create amazing deterioration. Amazing. It's just like, Wow. Over and over and over again. And with the contacts, what I was trying to do with you is instill an idea of something called an open system, which means we need to take your vision really, really far from your status quo. And you got to be open to doing that. I mean, you... You know, it it can't be, well, I did, it was so weird, it was so surreal, I did it a few times, and I stopped. What you failed in that process was, well, what did I, what, what, what is it bringing up for me? What am I learning from it? And can I stay the course? Now, well, let me finish. The thing is, is that um, in order for you to really shift out of this, yeah, it's 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 definitely going to take us staying the course. So what what I'm saying is you need to bring your vision into an open system because what Drusen loves is for you to do the same thing over and over again. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. taking the fanciest homeopathy, the fanciest vitamins, I'm taking more vitamins is not going to cut it 
for you. And the reason why it's not going to cut it, because you're still not getting to the causes of what, what has caused this to begin with. And so the, the supplements, the diets, the homeopathy, the, well, all the things you're doing on a cellular level, unless you shift really deeply, you're not going to really be able to absorb what those fantastic antioxidants are giving you. And this is a big point here, you know, whether you, it's a make or break point for you, because what you've done in your eyes is you've done two things. You've pushed the world away and you've warped it. Pushing it away is farsightedness and warping it, warping it is your astigmatism. Perfect. Perfect. And what's really cool about it is you've done it about 20 times more in the right eye than the left eye. At least according to your prescription. Maybe not. Maybe. I'm sorry. That's not right. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe twice as much. Um, but it's an interesting interplay between your right eye and left eye. I mean, the bottom line is that most vision problems are based on an energetic block that's so, that's emotional, that's psychological or emotional. And I would love to say, hey, take your 16 milligrams of lutein. And for some people, that's it. You're right. That's it. And for other people, you know what's interesting? What happens? They take their 16 milligrams of lutein and the drusen gets worse because they've set it up inside of them that I, I, I really don't want to heal. You know, there's some sabotage going on there. There's some resistance. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a small percentage, but there are people that I will counsel and no matter what they do to improve it, supposedly, it gets worse. So, um, let's talk about for a minute, the, like when you wore the contacts and how long you wore them. So first of all, you're like most people, kamikaze, let's, let's really go for it all at once. And you know what my, (laughs) my advice would be, well, what, what you did there is you triggered a very core uh, pattern and then after you triggered it there was a recoil whoa I, that's mm-hmm. too much for me so part of your learning is going to be something called titrating your experience with yourself meaning you need to become artful at figuring out how much is just enough for you to move the needle a little bit. So what does that mean? It means that if you decide you want to go back to this contact lens thing, and we don't have to, there might be some other things that you could do, would be I would start off and I would put the contacts in And I would wear them for maybe 15 minutes. Okay. And within that 15 minutes, 
I would just like you to be mindful of what you see and what you feel. Those are basically the two questions you want to ask yourself. What do I see? What do I feel? And try not to judge it or make a, you know, make a decision in your mind that, well, this isn't working or I don't know what this is or, and just kind of go with what, what is the exercise in the 15 minutes I'm going to do it? Well, I can't find my grounding. Well, duh, you're pretty evolved. What are the things that you can do to ground yourself? You could sit and breathe. You could just feel your feet. You could just look out the window. So in other words, another skill set in your vision is how do I, how can I self-regulate when I get overwhelmed? And I suspect I suspect that you're, you developed your vision out of a reaction of feeling overwhelmed. That was probably one of your first responses when you got your first prescription. And one of the ways we deal with visual overwhelm is we create a prescription in our eyes so we can get glasses. And all the eye doctor is doing when you go to him is reinforcing the reaction that you've created. They're not correcting anything. They're measuring what your adaptive response is and they're reinforcing it when they give it to you. Oh, here it is. And then you get to keep doing it. And your prescription gets stronger and stronger and stronger. But if you decide to do the contacts, I would start with 15 minutes and I would only do it maybe on a day when you've got some spaciousness. So it's not like I got 20 meetings and I got my boss hanging down my throat and I got my kids calling me off. No, you got to do like a Saturday might be a day, you know, and just put it on and maybe just sit with them. I think probably just sit in your chair, put them in. What do I see? What do I feel? What is this showing me? And one of the one of the medicines of the contacts is it's showing you what it's like to have your vision be unwarped and balanced. What is it like to look through these and not have the warp? Because I'm so used to the warp and the distortion and the split in the astigmatism, this is actually showing me what it's like to not have it. Ah, I don't want that. It's too weird. This is way outside the scope of that. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's disaster. I mean, forget it. Game over. Why bother? You might as well just stay where you are. So I would say you need to have a leash on of 15 minutes a day when it's a spacious day. Okay. And what is it like to see the world in an unwar unwarped way, in a balanced way, where I'm not pushing the world away okay. as much 
and just notice that, well, this makes, I can't find my footing when I don't have the warp. Oh, that's interesting. That's how identified you are with the warp. Mm-hmm. It's normal to me. You know, you ever hear the Stockholm yeah. syndrome where this person's in prison yeah. for a hundred years and the people come and they open the prison door and they say, okay, you can leave. And they go, you know what? I think I just want to stay in the prison. I'm used to it. And that's really what your glasses are doing to you. They put you in a type of visual confinement prism. And here you've been given the prison door swings open here. No, no astigmatism, nice balance, slightly reduced. Ah, I don't want that. No, 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 no. Well, it's on you. You can either leave the prison or you can stay in. And if you stay in, that's fine. But that's, you know, at the deepest level, that's what your glasses prescription is doing to you and has done to you. It's created this. That's like an abusive relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I don't know what was going on for you when you got your first prescription. You know, was there some, some, I, I don't know if I would call it abusive, but was they're either invasive energy or neglect or right eye, left eye. The right eye is the father, yeah. the left eye is the mother. Do you know when I evaluate yeah. kids and I evaluate their vision, their eyes, and I, and I evaluate the right eye and I evaluate the left eye, I can see exactly what the parent's dynamic is. Because what do we do as kids? We internalize, we absorb what we see. So we absorb the energy into our eyeballs, but we have nothing to do with to be able to release it. So we internalize it. And that's what you've done. That's what, that's what we do. And there's a whole lot of history tied up in your lenses. It's a scroll of your history and it's how you reacted in the moment when you got your prescription. So again, the contacts are showing you no warp, same prescription in each eye, no bifocal, single vision, reduced distance. And interesting, your response, I couldn't find myself. Wow. Your retinas do not appreciate mentally you being in a constant hypervigilant state. I can tell you that right now. And all those contacts did was revealed what was underneath. That's going on all the time. Your programming. That's all the contacts did. They didn't cause it. They didn't. Your fight, flight, or freeze. And, you know, neuroscientists have talked a lot about how fight, flight, freeze depletes the nervous system and if we take it more to our sensory motor sensory systems there is a very early infantile reflex called the fear paralysis reflex and it's tied in with something called the moro reflex which are primitive survival reflexes that help us adjust to being out of the womb when we leave the birth canal. 
And what you're describing is somebody who still has those infantile reflexes operating at a high level. Fear paralysis is more of the, the eyes and Moro is more of the motor, the movement part of, which is orientation, vestibular, inner ear. And, you know, when we evaluate kids along the spectrum disorders, they all have these reflexes because there was some interference in the, the gestation, birth, or bonding experience. But these reflexes can resurface if there's been trauma to adults. Now, it's not that, that you and I have to do repatterning on the primitive reflexes. Actually, craniosacral therapy can be helpful at repatterning them because the craniosacral is addressing the fluid body, the cerebral spinal fluid and the blood, and that comes before the nervous system develops. And so, um, but naming your fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze says that your infantile reflexes still pop up for you. And where it's really showing is in your eyeballs. So let's talk about kind of a really aggressive, really uh, structured program for you in this next series of um, exercises. So that you're bringing your healing, your vision into your daily lifestyle. So that you're working on this 24-7. And I think that if you can take, say, the next month, let's say August, you know, is the month where the lifestyle of my eyes, I'm going to be more mindful. And I'm going to give you some different prompts that you can, you can handle. So, so, so. So number one would be these contact lenses that you're going to wear 15 minutes. And during that 15 minute period, I want you to spend a little bit of time covering your left eye and talking to your right eye. And I'll give you the questions. And then I'm going to give you the, then you'll cover the right eye and have you talk to the left eye. And when you do the talking, it's going to help you discover what's the energy behind your physical eyes. What's the psycho-emotional? So let's do, uh, let's do an example right now. Go ahead and take your glasses off. It's okay that you can't see me clearly. And I want you to cover your left eye and we're going to just talk to your right eye. And the way we're going to talk to your right eye is I'm going to ask your right eye some simple questions. And I want you just to give me the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. Right eye. How old do you feel? Four. Four years old. 
And right eye, do you know you're married to your left eye? No. You really don't know you're married. You don't know you have a left eye. Okay. No. Okay. So right eye, who does the work in the relationship? Do you? My left eye. Your left eye. So what do you no. do? What are you doing, right eye? What's your are you just on vacation? Have you given up? Like what's the emotional You're holding back. Uh, yes, I'm holding I'm back. Waiting. I'm waiting. You're waiting for what? Mm-hmm. What to are be what safe. to be safe? So safety is number one for you. Yes. Okay. So, um, um, now this is what I want you to do. I want you to slowly take your hand away from the left eye. And look out there with both eyes and give me a couple of words that you impressions. So you can take your hand away from your left. Things are much clearer. Things are much clearer. But you just discharged and acknowledged some energy in the right eye that you've been carrying around for a long time. And That's it's amazing. And it's really interesting mentally to have disclosed how your right eye is still waiting. Mm -hmm. And that's the value of the dialogue. It's going to reveal what the programming that each eye is, what position it's in. I mean, there's no way you know that in a busy day or when you put your glasses on. But what that attitude does is it starts to create a starvation in the retina. Okay. When you're in fear, your tissue goes into an isolation. It's part of the protection. It's a shock. We, we, want to, we want to avoid the trauma again, so we're going to wall it off. Mm-hmm. But when you wall it off, then you don't have the circulation. There's no way the nutrients can get there. Right. So it doesn't matter what I'm eating, what I'm taking, if the energy block is there. Yeah. If the energy block is there, you know, let's say if the energy block is there, you're getting 15 or 20 or 30% of the nutrients. Mm -hmm. If the energy block releases, now you're getting 85%. Okay. But the mental is blocking the physical. And, you know, for us to get to that statement, you had to have the last session digest that for a while, come back, and now you're more available to understand some of the deeper causes. I mean, if I would have sent that to you in your first session, I don't know. Well, I do energy work. I'm a certified body code practitioner. Start doing it on your eyes. Yeah. The eyes are a black hole for you. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to cover the right eye. 
This should be interesting. Okay. Okay. So just take a moment. Let that left eye get online. Okay. Uh, left eye, how old are you? 14. You're 14. My God. All right. Left eye, do you know you're married to the right eye? Yes. That's interesting. So who does the work in the relationship? I do. You do. Okay, so how do you view the left, the right eye? How do you view it? Annoying. Okay. A burden. A burden, right. I'm carrying it. No wonder your eyes are in their current state. All right. Left eye, um, this is what we're going to do right now. You're going to slowly take your hand away from the right eye. Look out there. And give me an impression or two in how you see it or how it feels. It's even clearer than before. You know, I have a theory about this. And my theory is that your prescription that you wear daily is much, much too strong for you. Okay. And that if you start doing this dialogue every day and you can do it, what, here's how we could do it. You could alternate or you could add the contact lens part of it, you know, part of the time. So part of the time you're doing this dialogue and wearing the, wearing a patch or, uh, uh, you could also get a bandana you know, and cover one of your eyes and just kind of go into, well, how old's the eye today? And how's the marriage? And, you know, I'll send you some questions and you can even journal it. You can write, you know, it's different when you do it without your regular glasses, because when you don't have your regular glasses on, you're more free to go internal. So I would definitely do it with no glasses, but you certainly could do it with the contacts because that's giving you a whole different set of information. Okay. And I can see now why the contacts set you off so much. Because <laughs> first of all, your right eye is in trauma, trauma land. I'm withdrawing. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm not participating. And the left eye is resentful and angry because it's a burden because it's carrying the right eye. So that is going on behind the scenes. And no wonder your eyes are stressed out because you have to constantly overcome that. So there, there's a somatic practice that you could do when you feel the fear, which is that you can breathe into the area of your body where you feel the emotion. Like you said, the pit of your stomach. And what you do is you just bring your attention to that part of the stomach and you breathe into it. And stay with the body sensation 
And if you stay with the body sensation, the energy will create a release. And then it may go somewhere else. Oh, now I'm feeling it in my heart. So just breathe into your heart, bring your attention there. But we're staying with sensation. We're not necessarily going into the emotion as the story and the, you know, all the thing. We're just staying with the body sensation and that keeps you in what we call first order experience. And so all you're doing is clearing energy blocks by following the sensation in the body, wherever it goes. And if you've had enough, you take a break. That's it. We're done. Maybe you do it every other day or every third day. This is where the art of how much can I do without creating? Yeah. And again, sometimes it's, you know, resistance is an interesting thing because sometimes you meet it, you go into it. Sometimes you take a break. So there's a dance that goes on, but I would suspect that this eye therapy journey that you're on is actually a deep soul journey around healing something very long standing. And maybe you need to bring your other health support system into it, like your cranial person or homeopathic person or whoever else. <clears throat> when these things come up for you, can you help me? navigate these things because for some reason you have now reached a point where it's time to heal your eyes. And so part of healing it is giving your eyes some new food, some new experiences. That's the neuroplasticity that the eyes uh, have work from. So you think with all this, I can clear the Jerusalem? Sure. I think you can. Yeah. I, of course. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to clear it by staying in the same place. Right. But you just have to define when you're going to explore the, the outer boundaries of it. And at least at the beginning, explore those boundaries in a very safe, contained, defined situation. Like 10 minutes or 15 minutes on my meditation cushion and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to rushing headlong into if I, if there's a solution, then I'll just dive right in. Because what that's going to do is that's going to create a recoil. So what a recoil. Which it did. Yeah. And that's what you were, that's what you were sharing. So, you know, part of the, the art and healing is really getting to know your recoils. Okay. We all have them. Everybody has them. And some people don't even know they have them and they act out. But, you know, since you do healing work, um, the more sensitive you can become to your own recoils, the better practitioner you're going to become with others because you're going to be able to read it. You know, I'll never forget when I was studying craniosacral and my teacher did this demonstration of this 
this uh, patient who had been raped. And we were all there, and his session consisted of checking in with her, and she basically said, I want you to sit in the chair by the door. That's as far as I want you to go. Did that for maybe five minutes. Can I move the chair a little closer? Okay, just a little bit. Nope, that's too close. Took about 15 to 20 minutes where she felt safe enough with his energy where he could actually then approach and do some cranial work. And what do we do when, you know, somebody shows up, hey, how you doing? Let's get, you know, and my energy is going to profoundly affect the person and they're going to be cueing themselves to me. So the more I know my own recoil, the more I can then pick up theirs and navigate that because, you know, the harder you push the, the harder you, you push the acupuncture needle into the body, the less chance you have for healing. Like the energy, whoa, okay. right? It's, it's yeah. that gentle, maybe I don't even do the acupuncture needle. Maybe I'm doing Reiki work on the, on the acupuncture point because this person is really sensitive. You know, they've really been violated and you probably have been violated, which is why you set up your vision in the way you did. And then yeah. that, that started to affect the function of how you used your eyes, affect the structure vis-a-vis -vis the retina, the drusen, metabolic waste, lack of circulation, mitochondria function. You know, we can go to the science for sure. Oxidative stress, inflammation, da, 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 stress, mm -hmm. all, all the things yeah. you know about. So it's the eye dialogue. And maybe you do this every other day. I'll give you a few practices and you can alternate. There's the eye dialogue. There's the wearing the contacts. There's the wearing the contacts and the dialogue. There's the maybe down the road with the contacts. After you've sat with them for a while, maybe walk in your room for a few minutes and just be with the disorientation. And when it's enough, it's enough. And make sure when you take the contacts out, notice how you see and how you feel. It may give yeah. you, it may be give you more sight, more clarity, like the dialogue did. Yeah, and, that was really interesting. Well, it's profound to realize when you start going into your eye programming, you're releasing energy that's been stored and it really clears up your eyesight. Mm -hmm. And I examine. Well, I mean, that's what we do with the body. You of course, the body. of course. And the eyes are one of the main portals for light coming in, for energy. That's how we see because light, what's that thing? Oh, it caught my eye. Well, what's the it? It's light. Light is the currency we use to see with. When light comes in the eyes, it is stimulating the photoreceptors of the retina, which creates an electrical impulse, which sends it to the brain through the optic nerve. And that's how vision occurs. So the eyes are high energy receptacles. 
think that has an effect on it? Huge. Has a huge effect. Yeah. Of course it does. Absorbing other people's stuff. Yeah. Of course. And it started with your parents. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? How do we make how do we make relationships? Eye contact. That's true. So You've got the contact lenses. You've got the eye dialogue with each eye separately. Another practice that you could do outside the, the scope of your daily routine would be, and you may do this already, what if I take my glasses off and I notice what comes up for me then? And I would start by doing this in your bedroom or don't put them on right away. Or... Um, you know, it's got to be in a circumstance when you don't have a visual demand. Because as soon as you start feeling frustrated, oh, I can't see, you know, then that's not, the, that's not the environment you want to be practicing this. Basically, you're coming out of the prison. Right. So you've got to do it in a, in a space where there isn't a demand on you and you can be contemplative reflective internal you feel, safe. you feel you feel safe safety is a huge thing around your vision huge yes, it is. so that's why slow steady okay. honoring titrating and it's almost as though do a little bit goes a long way so you don't have to do hours do a few minutes you'll get more out of it and you'll get to the finish line faster. So those are three very direct ways to impact your current habit around your eyes. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the Eye Clarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.